Hey, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you all know that today is the 100th episode of our Coaching You podcast. And uh, happy to say I've done all 100 of them and hope I do another 1,000. But uh, one of the things that we really enjoy is bringing great guests to you, the listener. And uh, I hope you're enjoying them. And I think what we try to do is we, we put a lot of time and effort into figuring out who to get to, to, that you would enjoy listening to and stuff like that. So uh, please make sure that you're subscribing. Go on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also rate our podcast so that it would be appreciated. And uh, we're, we're thankful, very thankful for you, uh, you know, that do listen every week. We love your feedback. We appreciate that. And just like if we were coaching or playing in a game, we're trying to get better every single week. So thank you and really enjoy this podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of our Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. And I'll tell you what, today is a super treat for me because one of my best friends in coaching, Tom is the head coach of Michigan State University is our guest, and as we're as you're going out on your first day of recruiting here on July 11th, um, Tom and I have gone back 30 plus years. Uh, when I was with the Pistons, and he was an assistant at Michigan State, and um, you know we 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 you know I was always there for him, for Tom Crean, who later joined him, uh, uh, always coming down to Piston practices and stuff, and. Uh, I love his thoughts on the game. I love the way he teaches the game. Most importantly, I love the way he uh, coaches and treats his incredible players at Michigan State. Is one of the men of incredible values and substance that we have in coaching. This is what you want to epitomize as a coach. Uh, has nothing to do with his X and O's. Has nothing to do with his defensive or offensive schemes. He's excellent at all that. But the way he serves, loves, and cares for his players at any level, high school, college, or pro, you can do. I want you to really enjoy, after this break, Tom Izzo. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Uh, Tom Izzo, our guest today, uh, 
Tom and I go back 30 plus years and uh, my <laughs> friend, God, we still so, look so damn good, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, one of the two of us and it ain't me, so I uh, Well, but you know, uh, you know, I didn't have to coach any games this year, so that's why I feel great. But uh <laughs> you know, we we've seen it from when you know, when I was coaching the Pistons and you were an assistant at Michigan State all the way to back to 1995 when you first took over for Judd at Michigan State. I don't want to make it kind of ridiculous, but man, how has the game changed, huh? Well, it really has, you know, uh, at all levels, too. I think yep. high school, college, and definitely pro, it's it's all changed. Uh, popularity seems to be good, but the game has changed. Recruiting has changed. Free agency has changed. Uh uh, you know, AU has changed things. I mean, I, I think in all aspects, um, there's been change, and some of it's probably been good, and some of it, uh, you know, I'm not quite as fond of, to be honest with you. I remember when you and I were, I can remember this, Tom, where you and I were in New York watching, I think it was the Nike event a couple of years ago during the mm -hmm. April recruiting. And I remember you and I, we weren't watching, I wasn't watching the games, you were watching the games, but none of those kids were going to LSU. So I said, you know, <laughs> I said, one of the things that I remember we talked about, and I felt, the I love the college game, but I, I felt they haven't kept up to times to understand the changes that had to be made. And I think guys like you and Coach K have, have said this, and that uh, every kid that I talk to in college has a dream of playing at the NBA and, but we're not making our game to help with that change. Your thoughts. Well, I, I, you know, I've been an advocate the last three years for sure that, uh, you know, I'd like to do things. I don't want to be called a farm club, but I think that, um, we definitely, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, I'd like to see the rules changed where, uh, the NCA goes to NBA rules. I'd like the longer line. I'd like the wider lane. I'd like to open it up. I'd like to have the shot clock. I'd like to move the ball at the end. Uh, then we're making it a true, um, you know, learning ground for the next level. I, I, a lot of times I hear from NBA people that, you know, the game's so different. Well, some of those things, you know, we could control some of them. You can't, but mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely agree that, uh, you know, we, we could be more helpful. And I, and I blame both sides. If you want me to tell you who I sure. blame, uh, my buddy, Steve Marucci is in the NFL and, uh, yep. for all those years. And there is a real working relationship between the NFL and the college. And uh, I don't think we've had that over the years. You know, I, I thought Adam was trying to change some of that. But as we know, there's more people than the commissioner that control leagues. And then same with the NCA. You know, we've had different presidents with different agendas. And and so I, I, I'd have to agree with you that, uh, you know, maybe we haven't risen up to the times. And yet at the same time, I, I think we need some help from the NBA. You know, I think we should be more partners like to me football is and listening to my buddy, but I don't think it's that way in basketball. And I think that's a shame because um, we could be helping the NBA. They could be helping us. And, uh, and we all could be helping the kids if we did uh, a better job of collaborating on uh, these different issues. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the rice commission just went 
forward with that and uh you know and i think that was a good attempt uh but i and i will say this not you so please this is brendan not tom <laughs> uh you know condoleezza rice is phenomenal but she doesn't know what's out there that a college coach has to go through my friend grand hill my friend david robinson they don't come from the same place a lot of kids that <laughs> You know, I used to live around, and the kids that you coach at Detro- from Detroit are from or Flint or Saginaw. And so they right. can't relate. And they're friends of mine, and they're terrific. But this is a different thing. And for the colleges to take that stance of saying, hey, if you don't want to be here for four years to get education, we don't want you. That is absurd. That is absurd. Well, it is. And, and you know, and yet um – you are right that I'm not sure anybody understands the animal we have either. You know, the yeah. AU thing has gotten so crazy. And um, I did something a couple of years ago. I took my AD and my compliance girl with me. Unfortunately, I took them to Augusta, which is one of the easier camps to work. For the most part, it's four gyms in the same building. You know, you take someone to Vegas or the Texas where you're hitting uh, 20 different buildings and trying to do it all in a day and those are the kind of things nobody has an appreciation from the college level from the pro level um, the only problem I have Brendan I, I'm, I'm all for the guys leaving right away but here's the problem I have there has not been a lot of studies on how many kids are failing exactly. and uh, you know and, and I think it's great to tell these kids I mean but if you were 18 years old, um, and I was 18, you call yourself old school. I don't care, old school, new school, any school. You'd be trying to come out. You'd be trying to do this. You'd be trying to do that. There's a process to everything. You know, I was hoping they'd come up with a happy in-between mm-hmm. just because I think it would benefit the hell with the NBA and the hell with college, if you want the truth. Because, I mean, Michigan State and Michigan and Ohio State and LSU and, you know, Duke and everybody. I mean, our doors aren't going to close, you know, and then nothing's going to happen. And the NBA, um, as you said, it's as popular, more popular now than it's ever been. So really, when you get right down to it, who's the only one? It seems like we're helping the kids, but who's the only one that can fail is them. Uh, You know, if they come out too early and listen to the wrong people, uh, now you got problems there, you know, and and so I, I have mixed of feelings, but I, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm for educating them, and that doesn't always mean scholastically. It means, you know, educating them in life. But I just I fear that so many guys that are leaving are, you know, having a cup of coffee and then they're dead, and. uh I'm not sure you or I would have done real good with millions of dollars in our pockets at 19 years old. No, I, <laughs> I think I would have flunked. You know, uh, having been 30 years in the league, I right. I just found that that when you if you come at 18, 99.9, they're not ready. I don't care. Right. Uh, you know, you had two young kids that were lottery picks. They're really good, but they're, you know, Jaron and, and, and even Miles, they're going to struggle. You know, they're yeah. young. Yeah. And I had Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons didn't need me. He didn't need college. That cat was ready in high school. He, but, and LeBron. Yeah. But there's, those are like, there's like, there's like two out of millions. Well, I agree with you. That That's the real, real, real problem. And, and you know, like even the Kobe's of the world, when he came out 
and came right out of high school uh, back in that era, there were some impressive um, veterans on teams. Now, who's a veteran? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a couple on a team, but the majority of these teams, because of the salary cap and everything, have a lot of one, two, and three-year players that um, aren't going to help mentor these guys because they're trying to learn the game as they go too. So the, the league has gotten younger. And uh, as you said, it's, it's popular. My question would be how many competitive teams are left? That's right. You know, that's the only thing I don't see. I mean, there's going to be the five or six, the, the Houston's, the, you know, Boston's, the Miami's, the LA's, and of course the Warriors. And, you know, there's going to be a couple more, but, but how many of the 30 or 32 teams um, are really almost barely competitive? And that's not healthy either. No. And, you know, Adam Silver, to his credit, has wanted two years forever. Right. Okay. The Players Association, which is always – I've, I've consulted with them for almost 10 years. It always uh, – I don't understand it. They, they want them to be able to come right from high school. They're not ready. They're not ready to participate. I don't want them on my team at that age. Uh, you know, uh, well, that's what most for, coaches tell me. That. Yeah, they, they're not ready. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's hard enough to integrate a freshman onto a college team, let alone one of these kids onto a pro team, and and socially, of course, on top of that. So uh, it's they they have a real thing to figure out. Thank God it's probably not going to happen until at least 2021. Uh, but again, it's the union negotiating with the league. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to stay tuned and see what happens. Tom, you know, your job has changed over the years. Uh, but, you know, I know oh, years ago when uh, when I was probably on my second stint with the Pistons, and you were just winning a national championship before I drafted Mateen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember we talked, and the role of a head coach in college has just taken on a new life. It used to be <laughs> that we were just coach basketball, and now I think we did a study, and now we, we came, and I know you were a big advocate of this, that many coaches spend less than 20% of their time truly on basketball, and assistant coaches, not including their preparation for scouts, 10% of their time on basketball. Uh, whereas a pro assistant, 100% basketball, a pro head coach like a Billy Donovan and a Brad Stevens, 90% basketball, 10% media. Uh, right. Yeah. I would say that, you know, I've had some offers that go to the NBA and uh, more than a couple, in fact. And every time I talk to somebody, that was what was brought up, you know, that you know, in pro ball, if if a player makes a mistake, it's the player, the agent, uh, maybe the GM. You know, uh, the coach is responsible for a lot in college. You know, I mean, no, too uh, much. I mean, I'm afraid if uh, something happens in world peace, it's going to be our fault pretty soon. You know, it's um, if you think about, it, I'll, I'll never forget Judd sitting in the house and and the mother asked, well, are you going to graduate my kid? And Judd said, hell no, I'm not going to graduate him. I'm going to push to graduate him, but he's going to graduate himself. If I said that now, I wouldn't have a recruit, you know? It's, isn't that something? Uh, it's, it's almost like we're supposed to be responsible for everything. And 
And I agree with you. And I, I, I did put that number at 2025 myself. And yep. you did the study and you got 20. That, yep. I guess that makes me feel bad, but good that I'm right on the money. But uh, it's hard, Brendan. You know, it's uh, you got into this to be a coach and, yep. and uh, we don't get to do the same. I mean, I get to be with some of my buddies here or there when when I went down to the Pistons, even even, uh, you know, I talked to Chuck Daly. A lot mm. when he was actually he was in Orlando, I got a chance to be with him a couple times, and and you know when Larry Brown was in down here, I went down there and he'd fight me down for the playoffs, and you know six thirty in the morning he's watching film and they're doing this, and and then when their day was done, they were done, you know, and he used to say to me, "Well, I'm gonna go pick up my kid now at." two o'clock and uh from school and uh you, you go stop by some schools and recruit for the next eight hours you know? <laughs> and i mean it was funny but um it was true and i i think we're getting to the point where uh, some of it's sad you know we're, we're just spending too much time on on too many other issues and not enough time really helping a guy get to his ultimate dream and that's to try to win a national championship and get to the nba you and know, graduate. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an adopted Michigander. Okay. And yeah, if you're yeah. from New Jersey, you want to be adopted by someone. And and so sure. I, I just love my time there and I love that state and I loved, you know, the city. And, but I also got to love, you know, Flint and Saginaw and all those yep. other places. Yeah. And, you could appreciate those places. Oh man. I loved it. Did, you know, and so. Grand Rapids, I got to spend a couple of years in and, and, and yeah. one of the great, great cities in the country. It is a great city. And so when you, when you go around that incredible, you know, you look back on your tenure at Michigan state and you know, when you're an assistant, you know, you're helping judge and you know, you're doing incredible things. But then when you become that head coach, You've now changed people's lives, you know, from my exactly. friend Steve Smith to Draymond yeah. Green and Mateen. Yeah. And talk, talk about that. Well, I guess if I had to say, uh, you know, why did people, some people tell you to go, you know, and I've talked to Billy and Brad and all those guys. I uh, I talked to some guys. I talked to Chuck when I looked at one job because, you know, as you know, he was at where was the pen and. And uh, so he was in college and, um, you know, I think one of the main things people said to me is you get a better impact on people's lives. And yet, you know, Pete Babcock, well, he first offered me the job at Atlanta and I was 43 years so years old, which was young at the time to be <laughs> in the NBA experience. And his whole theory was our league's getting younger. Uh, you know, I'd like to get a college coach in there, you know, and. And, uh, you know, it was something I decided not to do, but the concept of what he was trying to do was right. I mean, now we're, we got 18, we're pretty soon, we're going to have all 18, 19 and 20 year olds in there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's different. I mean, pro coaches are the best. I mean, I, I love the NBA and I love the fact that those guys are so much better. Everybody acts like they roll the balls out. You know, if you're around those guys in the playoffs and what they do, and I mean, you've been around them, so you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's just incredible. And, and that was one of the things, Brendan, that people told me too, that I'd love about the NBA was when you go to a seven game series and each game you're changing and you're mm -hmm. going back. And if you win, you, you try to counter what they're going to do. And if you lose, you know, we don't get to do that in college, you yeah. know, and, 
I guess that's pretty exciting. Now you would know, I, I wouldn't know that, but I've, I've heard it from all my buddies in the league. Is that a true statement? Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I've been blessed to coach, uh, over 3000 games in the NBA <laughs> Wow, <laughs> and, uh, and nine games in the finals and wow. uh, one, eight of them. <laughs> but the thing that is so fun is that, you know, you're dealing with the best players, but yeah. you know, you're, you're dealing with many of the best players uh, in the great conference that you're in, in the Big Ten. You got terrific yeah. players and you got great coaches that you compete yeah. against. And and that's and and now you're playing a 20 game schedule this season. So that's really that's as good as it gets right now. I think you know as far as it's well, especially with the level. schedule. We play, you know, this year we open with Kansas. They're they're pick one in the country. We. We go to Florida, we go to Louisville, we got North Carolina, Texas, and UCLA in a tournament. So, you know, we've always played a tough non-conference schedule, but uh, but you're right. You know, when I got in this league, you think about it, my first Big Ten meeting, it was Bob Knight, Gene Cady, Clem Haskins, uh, uh, Tom Davis. Uh, you know, we had, we had guys, Lou Henson, those guys, like five or six of them been at their universities for 20 plus years, you know, and there's been a lot of changing um, since I first came in a lot of partially because those guys were at the age where they were going to retire. And then once they retired, it seems like we've been in a hired to fire mode. You know, I look back at the number of coaches, Indiana, Michigan or Illinois, or, you know, only Purdue, Minnesota's had a ton of them. Uh, Purdue and Wisconsin haven't had many, but other than that, been a lot of coaching changes in our league and i will say this every time there is one it seems like we get one that's as good or better so (laughs) there has been good coaches in the league fast model sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation fast model has developed the industry's best coaching software including the number one play diagramming and playbook software fast draw FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, talk to me about, I wanted you to talk about uh, some of your favorite guys. For people that don't know, uh, talk about Steve Smith, the person. Yeah. You know, Steve was the first player I recruited here. Um I got back from the University of Tulsa, which was only at six weeks. You know, I'd been a GA at Michigan State. And 
and I got back a week before recruiting started. And that's when we were allowed out six weeks. I'm sure you remember back <laughs> those days, middle of June till August one. It was grinding. First place I went was a place called Franklin Settlement, and uh, George Gervin supposedly bought the floor for the place, and just in a you know some hole in Detroit. And uh, I was looking at a six eleven guy named Eric Wilson who went to Minnesota, and um, I saw Steve Smith over there. I told Chad, man, there's a guy down there. He's he's skilled and he's he's only six five and a half and probably about 160 pounds. But I said he's really skilled and uh, he's really skilled. And and because of that, um, Judd kind of liked him too. And we recruited him. And you know, I I still say that Steve Smith got me this job. He was one of a couple people. And the only reason I say that is. That was my first year as an assistant. By the third year, we won the Big Ten to open our brand-new building. And then I got a few job offers, and Steve left to go to the pros. And we were rolling a little bit then after a couple of years of struggling uh, in Judd's, you know, mid- midway through his career. And um, so I always tell Smitty that he probably helped me get this job. And, <laughs> You know, he gave back. Now it's been probably over four million dollars. He gave back two point six, and then scholarships from his high school. He gave it to an academic center on campus, one of the first in the country. And Nick Saban and I were involved in that at the beginning. And um, you know, so Steve has been one of those guys, Brendan. You've been with him, uh, unbelievable teammate, um, not a selfish guy. Uh, I guess you guys call it a pros pro. Someone yes. who handles himself on and off the court. Is that a fair? Is oh, that, is that the line doubt. of pros pro? Without a doubt. I mean, he yeah. and Dumars, obviously, yeah. they're yeah. almost they're related. they're friends because their wives are yeah. related. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, they're two guys totally cut from the same cloth, I think. Yeah. You yeah. know? I agree. Uh, you know, so, and, you know, he's coming out of inner city Detroit, which at oh, the yeah. time is rough, man. I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's a kind word, right? Uh, but, you know, some of the best people in the world come out of situations like this, and he's as intelligent a guy as I've ever seen and a kind person and smart and all that. And that's what I think four years at an, you know, uh, uh, an education from a great university, like Michigan State, does for a young person. That's what well, I, well, I, I... Well, I agree with that. You know, I mean, you know, Draymond was four, uh, Valentine was four, and I don't think you have to be four. I... I kind of wish they would have worked out like Adam. I, I still was in favor of the baseball, you know, yep. come out, you come out, you don't stay three years, maybe two years, you know? Mm-hmm. So LeBron's could still come out and, yeah. and your guy, Ben Simmons could come out, but you know, it's not going to hurt. I've had, I've had five now that six that were one and done. Although two guys decided to come back, Gary Harrison and, and, uh, and of course, Miles Bridges could have both left and been high picks as a freshman. They decided to stay, you know, and different reasons. But I think it's worked out pretty good for Gary, you know. Wow. He's uh, just signed a $90, $88 million deal, and uh, it'll work out for Miles. But I uh, I couldn't agree with you more on Steve Smith. He's uh, one of those guys. He still gives back. He still comes back. He's He runs a big golf outing here that benefits uh, kids and benefits the university and he's been a, a staple you know we've been lucky I mean magic comes back a lot you know and I've had a lot of guys that come back a lot at our place and but no better than Steve Smith I mean he's That's there awesome. as 
His son goes to school there now, so we've kind of gone the circle that? of life a little bit. Talk about Irvin. You know, gosh, you know, uh, you know, Irvin. You know, he's he's. Uh, I, I tease him all the time. I said, you know, you, me, and Bird came in the league at the same time. We saved the league, and he goes. I was thinking it was the three of us, yeah, and and uh, you know, but he loves that university so much. Uh, well, you know, his parents still live here. Yes. So you talk about being lucky. When I first came here as a GA, Irvin was in his fifth year in the NBA, and believe it or not, he spent every summer still in East Lansing. So oh. that was the last summer he spent there. You know, and as you remember, the Pistons used to come down. There were pickup games in our building that. We're drawing three, four thousand people. You know, I mean, Isaiah and Lambeer and Puka, they were all coming. They'd yeah. come down, and of course, Irvin and Jay. And um, you know, you think back, but it was because people followed Irvin. You know, and um, I didn't coach him, of course, but he's been very important to me because he's one of the few guys, the, the modern kid now. The I call him the uh, Twitter the Twitter generation, the Twitter world. I, I hate to say it. It's, it's not about the past anymore. It's, it's all about me and it's all about the present. Now, when you have a guy like Magic Johnson, he kind of transcends time. So he still counts, you know, they forget yeah. about a lot of other guys, but he's the one guy that when he's back or, or you know, I'm recruiting a couple of kids now that, parents loved him you know <laughs> so we get an in because the parents love magic johnson and of course i'm sure uh today he's feeling pretty good about himself uh after their acquisition uh the other day well i think he rope doped a lot of people last <laughs> week i think you know gave that very uh uh, oh, uh, I, I oh agree. yeah. Where you know, <laughs> hey, if I don't get it done in two years, I'll step down. And uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of Chuck in that he was, uh, yeah, yeah, because Chuck was the uh, Chuck was the ultimate, and people don't realize this about Chuck Daly. He was the ultimate pessimist. I mean, yeah. he never thought he was the opposite. He just thought everything was negative. No, no positive things were going to happen. I remember when Irvin got hurt in the finals and, and he and Byron Scott were out and we're up three Oh, and the Lakers and we're in LA for game four. And yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, just my, I, you know, we're going to win. They don't have anyone. And, and, and when Chuck and I go into lunch, I said, boy, I wonder what it's going to be like when we win this thing. He says, I don't know if we'll ever win another game, you know, <laughs> you know, but that, well, that, I, I got to admit, uh, you know, thanks to guys like you and that, but I, I, I am a big Chuck Daly fan. I mean, he was an interesting guy and, and really brought a lot. You guys brought a lot to basketball in our state. And, uh, but Chuck, I got to know him actually more after he left because mm -hmm. I was just getting going then. But he was great, man. He took me on his plane once when he, I was down at a function in Florida and he was coming back for the Piston games and went over his house and those four or five hours meeting his wife, seeing his closet, which you've seen probably a <laughs> zillion times. He's, he's showing me this three-story closet he's got filled with suit. Oh, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So I can appreciate some yeah. of those stories, and I'm sure you had a riot with them. Well, you know, and, and the funny thing about guys like Steve and Chuck, and it, it, Chuck was a depression baby. And, yeah. uh, you know, his yeah. first job, he taught seven classes and made $3,900. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the, the values that they have were great. My favorite NBA player is Draymond Green. 
I just love what he's about. Now, I also am, I know Saginaw inside out, and you have to be, go to Saginaw to appreciate Saginaw, right? And, and, to, and to grow up there, you've got to be one tough sucker. And, 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 and this guy is as tough, and he wears it uh, on his sleeve every night. But you know what I love about him is that uh, I, I told him, uh, I said, you know, I, I don't want you to punch me uh, because <laughs> I want to tell you that you, you could have played for the bad boys. Oh yeah, and he smiled, I mean, and he smiled. I bet you that was one of his favorite teams. <laughs> and he smiled, and he said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." You and B.J. Armstrong, his agent, is standing there, yeah, yeah. And, and he goes, "I said, yeah, we would have kicked B.J.'s ass too." <laughs> but well, Draymond is a, you know, if you can believe this or not, I mean, he was not a big time recruit. You know, he he kind of signed with Kentucky because his high school coach and Tubby were real good friends. And then Tubby left to go to Minnesota. Mm. And I think Draymond always wanted to be at Michigan State. I really do. We Some of it was our fault. We didn't recruit him as heavy. You know, and he got there. He was probably six, six and a half, two seventy. And uh, but I'll tell you, you know, of all the things and, you know, people that don't know him get caught up in. You know, he's a different bird on the on the court once in a while, and he was like that with me. But but as Steve Kerr tells me all the time, you know, a lot of guys get traded before Draymond because he has that one characteristic. I, I'd say the two that I love in a player. Tougher than nails and winning is the most important thing. His stats don't matter. This don't matter. That don't matter. And that is night in, night out. And uh you know, he he sometimes gets frustrated. He sometimes, you know, does things because wearing your emotions on your sleeve once in a while gets you. But I'll tell you what, uh, Brendan, you, you, you would have enjoyed him. Chuck would have loved him. Um, and, and his intelligence on the floor. I mean, I, w- I didn't coach Magic. Judd used to say he was the highest basketball IQ yeah. of anybody in the world. Well... Draymond is 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 up there with him. I mean, he's not magic. Nobody is. But Draymond, you watch him play, and you he uses his intelligence on defense because he's not the quickest guy. Sure. He's not the biggest guy. You know, he's playing center in your league. You know, Imagine it's that. a joke at six seven. But but toughness and intelligence uh, really help him uh, become successful. And I think one of the better winners in the NBA maybe would be a good phrase for Draymond. Well, you know, as uh, I think he was the 35th pick, this, yep, you know, he was. and and the thing about him now, uh, he's the, one of the 10 best players in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that yeah, is, I wish I could say that was college coaching. But well, no, take, no, I always say, I, Tom, I know, take, take, cre- little, take credit but, for you know, it. Take he, credit for he it. Really? He really, uh, he grew every year. You know, he was the prototype guy that maybe the old way of doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. each year he got better. And, um, but that basketball IQ, that toughness and that will to win superseded all the skill things. And, uh, and that's, that's been a great teaching thing for our own kids now. And he comes back a lot. And and I, I, I say, you know, we, we made tapes of him three years ago to show our team, you know what they were of? how to set a screen and move it an inch. And, and when I went out there to a game, I, I told Steph Curry, I said, you should be like my buddy Mariucci's offensive line, you know, or the running backs. You should 
they buy the offensive line a car or a ring or something, you know, at the end of the season. I said, you should buy Draymond something just for the screens he set that free. Unbelievable. Because they're all illegal, but he does it so so incredibly smooth that uh, they're, they're never called. You know, I, I, I think I, I told uh, BJ uh, just this weekend, I said, uh, <laughs> the Warriors – you know, at some point, the dynasties come to an end. And sure. and unfortunately, when they do come, it's ugly. It's yeah, ugly, whether, yeah. you know, the Pistons or... Oh, know, I like, it, it's 30 it, for 30. <laughs> and I said, when, and when they do come, uh, I said, it's going to happen if they mess around with Draymond and yeah. they never and they don't try to pay him and he yeah. goes somewhere else because someone will. And that's that will be the end of the Warriors. Because there's no, you can't get a replacement to do what he does. You can have. To you know, rent. I hate to say it because he's he's, I guess, my guy. But but I think a lot of people. I think Bob Meyer. I think uh, Steve Kerr. I think they'd all agree. You know that there's days where he's he's ornery. But but man, if if as they always say in the old days, if you are in a foxhole and you had to pick somebody, <laughs> you're bringing him in there because. He's going to fight his way out, and he's going to will his way out, and he's going to hold. I think this is the unique part because he does it even in the NBA, which I don't see a lot of guys now that do it. Back in the days when Isaiah or back Lambeer or back in the days when Jordan or Magic. But he holds everybody, you know. He holds them all accountable, and uh, that's a great characteristic to have because uh, – that's what separates, I think, the good from the great to the elite. Well, most most young kids today, they don't want to hold anyone, <laughs> mostly themselves, but they will not dare confront anyone else. No question. Uh, unless, you know, they know they that guy is not a threat to them at all. And uh, when you get a guy like that, ironically, back in the day, Isaiah tried to be that guy, but it was really Rodman that was. Because really? Rodman yeah. was fearless about telling Isaiah or Dumars, you know, you guys ain't... You're not worth a shit, you guys. You know, and 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 you and they used to call them superstars. You superstars, right. you know, and you know, and 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 as coach Chuck used to just fold his arms up and say, oh, you know. And I remember one night we were in Golden State, and and it was an afternoon game. We got our ass kicked, and and as the game ended, we go in the locker room, and Rodman went around the room, and he undressed every one of them, and uh, and and, and awesome. now as the coach Chuck. Uh, Chuck goes, uh, okay, uh, let's get a shower and we'll leave in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, the point got across. It doesn't always have to be the coach. In fact, I always, that's my favorite line, a player-coach team's better than a coach-coach team. And I, I really do believe that. And, you know, you talk about that confronting, you know. Uh, Nick Saban used to use that line, you know. And and I think this is what Draymond does. You know, it's not many guys will confront anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you find one that'll confront somebody, how many will demand that they do it right? So I think Nick's got a sign in his office, you know, you confront and demand. You got to confront the problem and then you got to demand that it changes. And, I love uh, that. That's what I think Draymond does an incredible job of. So I'm I'm at the Pistons when Nick was up there with you. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever envision... And and he was terrific there. But did yeah. you ever envision when he went to go to LSU, and that he would ever turn into this incredible legend that he's been no. at Alabama? 
You know, I love Nick. We came yeah. as assistants together, and then we came as head coaches the exact same year. And and in football, they had been under some issues at the end, and of of you know when George was there and Perlis and and Nick takes over, and it took him a couple years, and then he just when he got it rolling, you know. I was in North Carolina playing them the night that he was thinking of going and I was begging him just to hang tight till I got home because mm -hmm. he was a guy too. He's so different than people think as most, most great coaches or players, you know, there, there is a common denom denominator in that we're all crazy. I mean, you look at the, the coaches that have had the most success for the most period of time They're they're all crazy. You almost have to be and. But Nick had a big heart. He cared about other sports. Uh, like I said, he he helped get that academic center started here. There's so many things he does. He did some great things. I saw his first game at LSU. I was down in Alabama for his daughter's wedding two years ago. And, and uh, you know, I, I just – I never thought he'd be what he's become. But uh, it was so interesting. <laughs> I remember sitting home and uh, – watching that uh that interview when the uh, offensive lineman was brought to tears by nick with the miami dolphins and i was sitting home laughing you know and everybody's saying that can't happen oh yeah it can happen with nick <laughs> he, he was awesome and yeah. still is now you know i think one of the the things that uh i most appreciate about you and our friendship over the years is that uh i love how um how you coach. Uh, I love the intensity that you coach uh, with. I love how you teach, uh, how much you care about your kids. But probably the thing that I think separates you and separates most of the great ones is uh, I think your love for your players is virtually unmatched. Well, you know, I I guess I'd, I'd say to you that I appreciate that comment more than any because I think this day and age, um, you know, we, we deal with a lot with titles, you know, I'm mm -hmm. the head coach. So you're supposed to respect me. I'm uh, won a national championship. You should respect me. I'm in the hall of fame. You should respect me. It just doesn't work that way anymore. You know? And, and I've always said here, the one thing I do is spend time with my guys. Mm -hmm. When you spend time with them, it gives you a license to get on them, push mm -hmm. them. And you kind of know, what their goals are and you've sold to them that I can help you achieve them, but there's going to be a lot of roadkill. I mean, you know, how many players make it to the NBA. It's less than 1% of the people playing. So you don't get to just be normal and get there. And so I do spend a lot of time and, and, you know, you'd be excited to come back to our campus. We've got one of the only, we have an NBA or a alumni locker room that we built in our new weight room wow. that Draymond donated and, it's got stalls in there for 14. It's just for our guys playing in NBA or overseas that want to come back in the summer and work out or work on their degree. And it's really a cool thing. We made it like an NBA locker room. We got a steam room. We got this and that. And that's great. It's my way of saying, you know, that I'm going to recruit you hard. I'm going to hopefully spend time with you while you're here. But once you're gone, I'm not going to forget about you. And so what you say you respect about, I, I'd say that's, the greatest thing I stand for. There'll be better coaches. There'll be better X's and O guys. There'll be better this and that. But I don't think there'll be many guys who are going to spend much more time with our guys and help our help our young guys by bringing our old guys back to talk to them. And that's, God, I've been so lucky in the players from 
Mateen to Steve to Magic to Draymond to so many of them. Now Gary Harris and and uh, Denzel Valentine and just guys that come back and are real with our guys, you know. And you know what most of them tell them, Brendan? What's that? You know, you can leave early. You can do whatever you want. But remember, when you get there, it's a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a job. And you better be ready for that job because it's a job against the greatest players that ever played the game. And and uh, and I think that's that's good information. Steve started it. You know, you better be ready to work. And, uh, and all these other guys that have come out kind of added to it. And it's going to be interesting to see all the next two do. But uh, I think they'll do well because they're quality kids and, and players. But you're right. There's going to be a learning curve. It's not going to happen overnight. My friend, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for doing this. And uh, for our coaches that are going to get to listen to this and uh, their first day of recruiting, uh, I don't envy you guys going out, but it's <laughs> part of your job. And uh, as I say, uh, I'll be watching. Uh, but uh, my friend, uh, you're the best. I love you dearly. And uh, every kid that plays for you is, is lucky as hell. Well, Brendan, I want to thank you for not only what you're doing for the coaches, but what you did for our state. Because the Pistons, the bad boy era, and you've been there a couple different times, but it was so, I mean, that's kind of what I believe in. And you're a coach's coach. So if there's a pro's pro, that's as a player. A coach's coach is what you are, and that's why coaches respect you. So thank you uh, more than anything in the world. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you All so right, much. Buddy. All right. Take care, Brendan. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. I got goosebumps from finishing that uh, with Tom. Uh, you know, it, 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 you know, it's it's funny when I get to do guys that I'm really friends with, but the the things that we get to talk about. If I could have only recorded the podcast we did beforehand, that wasn't being recorded. Uh, that was incredible. But he's uh, he's one of the very best we have in our business. Uh, you know, and if you ever get a chance to go up and watch his teams practice. Uh, please do it. He is so special. Um, just finished coaching you uh, yesterday out in, here in Las Vegas, and I'll tell you what, it was extraordinary. The speakers we had were, they exceeded the incredibly lofty expectations I had. So uh, if you didn't get a chance, of course, to come, uh, around August 1st, uh, we'll be promoting promoting and advertising uh, how you can get a hold of these videos so that you can learn and really work on your game. Uh, We'll have packages to sell individual videos as well as uh, a package for every one of our speakers as a group. Uh, Really recommend it. Uh, Men's and women's coaches, this is is high-level stuff at a very affordable value, all streaming videos that you will own. So around August 1, look at coachingyou.tv. That's our special site that we use for our videos, coachingyou.tv, and you'll get a chance to see all of them and our price points and all that stuff. But until next week, when we have a a help, try to help you get through the recruiting period, this is the coach, Brendan Sir.